Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. tonight for an opportunity like this Lord how special we feel that you have chosen us from amongst men to gather us under your feet to hear your word Lord indeed you are your word therefore we are in your presence we pray Lord that you speak to us this evening Lord let us not leave the same as we came but give us transformation in our minds a change in our thinking and draw us even nearer than we have been we give you praise we give you honor holy spirit we thank you for your presence teach us spirit of god in jesus name amen, amen. clap your hands together for the lord and you may be seated awesome awesome wonderful well we want to continue with our message on quiet time perhaps by the grace of god we can conclude on this particular topic your all is not nice so we will have to finish on one point and then we will finish it. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, we have been sharing about some powerful effects of having daily quiet time. Some powerful effects of having daily quiet time. And um, we have shared so many powerful effects. Do you have your notes? you have your books? Today we want to continue. The next one. Daily, a daily quiet time causes cleansing. Wow. A daily quiet time causes cleansing. Having a daily quiet time will clean you. John 15 and verse 3, it says, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Having a daily quiet time cleans you. I'm not talking about clean as death on your skin. But it cleans you spiritually. Having a daily quiet time will cleanse you. It will clean you. It cleanses you. It says, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Through the word of God, you will get clean. Through the word of God, you will be cleansed. Amen. Having a daily quiet time cleanses you from evil things. Cleanses you from since John 17 and verse 17, this is Jesus was praying for his disciples. He was asking the Lord, and then he says, Sanctify them through the truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them through the truth. That means sanctify them through your word. He says the word is the truth. Sanctify them through the truth. Sanctify them through your word. Hallelujah. 
Sanctify means to set apart. Set apart. That means every day that you are doing your quiet time, God is setting you apart. Setting you apart as a holy person. To set apart as holy. That's what it means, sanctify. To set apart as holy. Amen. So having a daily quiet time is a means of God setting you apart as a holy person. Amen. Your daily quiet time will set you apart. Your daily quiet time will declare you holy. Amen. Another meaning for sanctify means to consecrate. Daily quiet time. It's the word of God. It says, the word of God is what sanctifies. And that is what Jesus was praying for the disciples. That Let your word cleanse them. Let your word sanctify them. Let the word set them apart. Amen. Amen. You see, we live in a very awful and awful world. We live in a world that is awful. Amen. Very sinful world. So, Isaiah said, we have unclean lips because we dwell in the midst of unclean people. Do you understand? That is why we have all become unclean. You will live among unclean people. He said in um, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 5, he says, And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. So this was Isaiah preaching powerfully and rebuking the people and lambasting them. And then when he appeared, because you see, when you are amongst the unclean people, your small holiness makes you feel like you are, you are clean. Do you understand? You see, when you are among your classmates, your, your co-students and your co-workers, and you, know, you have just read some scriptures this morning, and you were on the prayer line this morning, and, you know, you, 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 and then you said, yes. At the prayer line, then you type yes. You see, so you feel holy. But when you appear before, this is what this is how Isaiah was feeling. But when he appeared before the Lord, he said, Woe is me. Suddenly, then he realized that living among these people has made him very dirty. Very dirty. Amen. I mean, at your workplaces, your co-workers, you know, they have filthy mouths. You work with doctors. Doctors have filthy mouths. Lawyers. You know, because they are in the world. They are in the world. People of the world, they have filthy mouths. They speak filthy things. Very profane. Very profane. Is it only at my workplace? Or You're making it look like your place is like a holy, sanctified... Professors, teachers, teachers, doctors. If you hear professional people, people with knowledge, you see the people that you, you, are, you say you are going to your doctor, you are going to, you make an appointment. If you hear them talk, may the Lord forgive me because sometimes they are listening to some of these messages. Nurses, filthiness, filthy. Even the way they relate to you is sometimes so inappropriate. You know, no regard for holy man. No regard. No regard. I'm serious. No regard for holy man. 
There are some things we can't say in a, in a microphone. Sometimes I have to put a microphone down and preach to you. You know, sometimes just have regard for a holy man. Have regard for a pastor. You understand? You know, like, anyhow. It's not proper. So, you see, we live among filthy people. We live among filthy men. Your student, I mean, at school, the language that you are hearing, the things that they are saying, the things that they are doing, the discussions, the things that they are talking about. So, James chapter 4 and verse 8. It says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Hallelujah. If you want God to draw nigh to you, you must first draw nigh to him. You must first draw nigh to him. Your daily quiet time draws you near to God. Your daily quiet time brings you closer to God. You can be drawn nearer to God just by having daily quiet time. Just by having daily quiet time. You will draw closer and closer and closer to God. That you read your scriptures every day. Pray every day. Talk to him every day. You draw nearer and nearer and you close the gap. Because as you draw nearer to God, he also draws nearer to you. Do you understand? According to the scripture, God will not draw near to you if you are not drawing near to him. And we are saying your daily quiet time is a means to draw near to God. And it cleanses you. Drawing near to God through your daily quiet time purifies you. It cleanses you. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It purifies you. It sanctifies you. It sets you apart. Doing your quiet time on a regular basis. Doing your quiet time on a daily basis. Certain things rub off you. Certain things come off you. You will not know when even certain things have been removed from you. Do you understand? You see, having a daily quiet time, you know, we were sharing, is healing. It purifies. And sometimes, you see, you will not know. You will not know. You just be consistent with your quiet time. You realize that, you know, this my leg has been bothering me for a long time. It's been bothering me. Or this my hand has been bothering me. Or something that is on your face, a mask or something. And you are having your daily quiet time. You won't know when the pain is gone. You, and then all of a sudden, it occurs to you that, ah, I used to have this pain. It's not there anymore. You realize that I used to have this desire for this, and it's gone. It's not there anymore. Just having a daily quiet time. Believe in the word of God. It has that power to cleanse, to purify, to sanctify. Amen. When you, have, you see someone who has certain behavior so difficult, you can't get rid of. I can guarantee you that you are not having your quiet time. I can guarantee you. Because the word of God, if you subject yourself to it on a regular basis, you can never be the same. You can never be the same. What about it? It's the word of God. You see, he is the word. Do you understand? So exposing yourself to the word of God on a daily basis, it changes you. Soon you realize that certain behaviors, they have left you. You don't have a desire for smoking anymore. You don't have a desire for drinking. 
you have cut down the drinking and I mean now it is left with the weekend. That is your problem. The Saturday evening. That is your problem. But daily quiet time, you realize that ah, for some time now, I have not bought any alcohol. And I don't have any desire. You know, people have difficulty stopping these behaviors. They don't do their quiet time. They don't do their quiet time. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Daily quiet time. Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 6. Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 6. When you are living amongst filthy people, when you are living with your co-workers, every day, most of you, you spend more time at the job than even at home. More time at the job than at, in the church. How many hours do you spend at work? And how many hours do you spend in a church? Even two hours is too long for you. Why is the church taking so long? Two hours. But you spend a lot of your time among filthy people. People with filthy lips, filthy mouths. Isaiah said, we dwell amongst people with filthy mouths. But your daily quiet time, your daily quiet time, it cleanses you, it purifies you. Amen. Second Peter, chapter 2, and verse 6, it says, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemn them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. So all those people who live in sin, perpetually living in sin, you should always remind yourself about Sodom and Gomorrah. God will turn you to ashes, just like Sodom and Gomorrah. He says, this was done for an example unto those who perpetually, those, he says, making them an example unto those that after, after this has happened, after they have seen what God had done to Sodom and Gomorrah, they continue to live in sin or live ungodly. The next verse, and delivered just Lot. How many of you know about Lot? He says he delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. Look at that. He was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. Not that he is the wicked person. Not that he is the filthy person. But his soul, his spirit was vexed with the filthy conversation of the people. Filthy conversation. Conversation is not just talking, but their way of life. Their lives. Filthy. Living with these people. And the next verse says, For that righteous man, Dwelling among them in what? You see our he's seeing and hearing campaign. You see how important it is. You see, that is why we are trying to replace this filthiness that you encounter at work with your co-workers and with your co-students, your employers, employees, and all these other people, your friends. That is why we're trying to replace this hearing and seeing with something else. That is the word of God. Amen. Do you understand? That we are trying to replace it. That is why I encourage all of you. You see, there are certain devices that they never leave me. I don't know if I have it here. There are certain devices like a Bluetooth, this small Bluetooth thing you put in your ear. It never leaves me. I always have it with me. So that at work, you know, especially if I could wear a wig or something like that, like the woman, I'll put it on. And cover it. Do you understand? So the filthy conversation that they are having, that they are laughing and they are 
giggling and they don't know what you are hearing. Your hearing and seeing campaign is totally different. And then you have your phone. It is there. And nothing is, no volume is coming. It is here. And you are seeing and you are hearing and you are working. And the people are having their filthy conversation. Amen. So you see, it's not, it's not a bother that we, we load you with all these things to listen to, to watch, and to, it is cleansing you. It is purifying you. Amen. Amen. This afternoon I was there and I saw a message from Lady, Pastor, uh, Lady Reverend Becky. From, he said, oh, for the Healing Jesus um, um, board members, some message, the powerful message that Bishop felt like sharing with us. Powerful. Powerful. And right there, you are listening to it. It's ministering to you. You are, you are becoming wise. You are becoming wise. Wise. Anytime you hear a preaching message, some wisdom is entering into you. I tell you. you are, some wisdom is entering into you. How much wisdom has entered into you from your filthy conversation at work? Filthy conversation. Sometimes you just walk away. You close your ears. You say, did he really say that? Oh. Do you understand? Filthy conversation. He says, for that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. Day to day. Every day. That is why you have to have your quiet time day to day. Every day. For this filthiness that is at work, that is in schools, on the bus, on the train, everywhere. Filthiness. And doing your quiet time cleanses you. The next verse, verse 9 says, And the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. You'll be delivered from temptations. Just by having your quiet time. Your quiet time. It will set you free from sin. You'll be delivered from temptations. And to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. It says, But chiefly, them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Let's read this last scripture in NLT. This last scripture in verse 10. He says, he says, he's especially hard on those who follow their own twisted sexual desire. Twisted sexual desire. You see, and at the workplace, they start all these conversations, twisted sexual desire, awful sexual conversations, awful, and they see how you feed into it, and then they include you. Then they realize, oh, you are interested. That is how they have this filthy conversation. Young women having filthy conversation with young men to test how you like it. And then if you like it, hey, here's my number. Do you understand? Young men. And then they're talking and then you also, you are laughing and then you are giggling and then you are happy. So the next thing is, as you are walking and then you are, but they, both, they hit your buttocks like this. And then you say, oh, stop it. You see it. You say, oh, stop it. And then they like, they realize that you like it. The thing you like it. You like it. Then they realize you like it. They realize that the thing. So the next one, they will not hit and take, they will squeeze. You say, hey, you are going too far. <laughs> then they realize they have come far and it's working. 
So the next thing is lunch. Can we have lunch? You see? He said, I'm a married woman. <laughs> he said, I'm a married woman. Okay, you just, just one day, just, just one last la- lunch. We will not go for lunch again. And that's it. Filthy conversation. He says, that righteous man. Go back to that scripture again, please. He says, this righteous man, living among them, he says, dwelling in their midst, dwelling among them, this righteous man, he says, I think it's verse 8, verse 8. He says, yes, Lot was a righteous man who was tormented in his soul by the wickedness he saw and heard day after day. Day after day. Daily quiet time to cleanse you. I said, daily quiet time will cleanse you. Amen. That's why you need to have your daily quiet time. Amen. See, that is why there's so much sin in us. We don't have our quiet time. There's so much sin and we accumulate and then we go and then we hear more and then we accumulate. So there's so much sin in us. But your daily quiet time will set you free. Daily quiet time will purify you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If we don't have our quiet time, we see when you are having your quiet time, you ask for forgiveness of sins. You pray and you ask for forgiveness of sins. You cleanse yourself and then you read and then it purifies. It sanctifies. The truth is sanctifying you. The truth is cleansing you. And then you are drawing nearer and nearer and nearer to God. Now drawing nearer and nearer to God means that sin is leaving you. That is what it means. Because sin cannot stand before God. Amen. John chapter 9 and verse 31. You see, that is why, you know, certain prayers, God does not hear. Because of our sins. And daily quiet time sets us free from these sins. He says, now we know that God heareth, John chapter 9 verse 31. Now we know that God heareth not sinners. God does not listen to sinners. Did somebody hear me? God does not listen to the prayers of sinners. He said, we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God, worshiper of God like you, you come and then you sing worship songs and dance and worship the Lord. If any man be a worshiper of God, one, and doeth his will, doeth his will, him he heareth. This is the person that God hears. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So your daily quiet time, not having your daily quiet time, accumulates your sins, and your sins hinders your prayers. That is why some issues, you don't experience the power of God moving in certain areas. Because you are living in sin. And then we say, look, we are agreeing on this. Let us pray about that. And then we are agreeing and praying. But God is not hearing our prayer because of sins. Because the scripture says, God does not hear the prayers of sinners. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? There's sometimes some of us, there are too many lies. We, our lives invested with lies. Because you see, that is what you experience everywhere. At work, you see everyone lying. You were there with your co-worker when this happened. And then your supervisor comes and then he's asking and then you are, he's lying. You look at you, ah, you see, but then you realize that, oh, he got away with it. Lies. And then you see, oh, this one, it will, it will work. And then you are also applying it. 
And some of us, small, small lies. Small, small, small lies. Like that. Sin. It prevents the power of God moving in our lives. Small, small lies. Sometimes we don't even need to lie. Sometimes nothing will happen to you when you tell the truth. You are asked about something that you have done and then you are lying. Sometimes even lying before the pastor. Unnecessary lies. You see, before God, every sin is sin. Do you understand? Before God, there's no small sin that, oh, as for this, it's a Christian sin, you know? It's like, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Sin is sin. So, the sin of unbeliever is the same sin as the small sin from the Christian. It moves you further away from God. Amen. I say it moves you further away from God. God does not discriminate among sins. You know, this is small sin. Oh, this one. Sin is sin. It says God does not hear the prayers of sinners. He does not listen to sinners. And if you sin, small sin, does it make you a small sinner? Do we call you a small sinner? You are called what? A sinner. A sinner is a sinner. No small sinners. And big sinners, like a murderer is a big sinner. You know, like a senior sinner and a junior sinner. A murderer is a sinner and lies also makes you a sinner. Amen. Proverbs 28 verse 9. Proverbs 28 verse 9. What does it say? Proverbs 28. And verse 9. You got to move fast. It says your prayers. It says he that turneth away his ears from hearing the law. The law is the word of God. So every morning that you turn your ear away, you don't Hear the word of God. He says, he that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayers shall be abomination. That means your prayers, it's better you didn't pray. Do you understand? It is better, you are better off that you didn't pray. But your prayer is an abomination. That you are asking, Lord, this interview, please, Lord, is an abomination. So it is better you have gone for the interview without praying. You have made the heavens angry at you. You have caused an abomination just because you did not incline your ear to the law. Amen. Amen. Psalm 34 and verse 15. It says, The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. The eyes of the Lord. So having your daily quiet time makes you righteous. Every day that you're having your quiet time, it makes you righteous. And it makes your prayers also be heard in the heavens. Amen. It makes your prayers open or rise to the ears of the Lord. It says his ears are open to their prayers. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Daily quiet time. It's very important. Tell your neighbor, try, try. It is very sweet. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 5. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 5. It says, For this ye know, that no whoremonger, no unclean person. You know who is a whoremonger? A whoremonger is, um, well, not only the male prostitute, but someone who sells prostitution. Someone who is like um, someone who has prostitutes that he sells to people. Do you understand? By the grace of God, there's no one like that in this church. Or, or just in case. (laughs) 
you never know. You know? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you have made it your business in the church and you sell young women too. May the Lord forgive you. He says, For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man. Covetous man is someone who is, you have a great desire to have something, to possess something, especially that if it belongs to someone. You have a great desire. You want this, you want this from this, this person. You know, that's covetous. He says, no covetous man. He says, for this you know that no homemonger, no unclean person, no covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with the vain words. Hallelujah. He said, for because these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. An anger of God comes. It makes your prayer abomination to the Lord. It makes, when you are praying, you, are, you cause anger in the heavens. Amen. I don't know the angels who respond to people who have abomination. They are dispatched to you. Just because you open your mouth to pray and you are living in sin. It's not a good thing. So daily quiet time cleanses us. The next one, we want to move through this. By the grace of God, we'll finish. The next one, daily quiet time produces faith in the average Christian. Daily quiet time. It produces faith in the average Christian. So instead of the things you will listen and hear all the time at your workplaces and in school, and on the street, in the bus, in the stores, hearing these things all the time, having a daily quiet time, it produces faith in the average Christian. It says, Romans 10, 17, it says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. By the word of God. That is what you want to hear. That is what brings faith. So having your daily quiet time, reading your your, 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 your Bible every day and listening to the word of God on a daily basis, it increases your faith. Wow. You, automatically, faith comes. You realize you are increasing in faith. Yeah. Amen. He says, the more you read the Bible, the more you believe in God's power. Amen. God's power to save. The Bible is littered with hundreds of stories of God's deliverance. And you will see how God saved people from issues that seem impossible with men. And as you are reading and seeing these things, it builds your faith in God. It builds your trust in the word of God. It makes you trust more of the word of God. And you quote it to the Lord that you saw him in an impossible situation when the people of Israel had nowhere else to go, the Lord made way. And so as you have come to this situation, you are confident that if he was able to deliver a whole nation, then how much more you? He can. And then you refer him to what he has done before. Having daily quiet and builds your faith. It changes the way you pray. These examples are the things that you take to the Lord. And say, Lord, I have seen you do this before. When 5,000 people have gathered and there was not enough for them to eat, Lord, you make provision. And I know that you are going to provide for me and my family. You provide. This is all we have, but we will never be hungry. Amen. 
and bring it to him like that. He will deliver you. Hallelujah. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Can I hear an amen? Amen. The next one, daily quiet time drives away weariness, dejection, and depression. Daily quiet time drives away weariness, dejection, and depression. When you have your daily quiet time, you, the weariness goes away. Sometimes you come from work really worried. You come from work very heavy, dejected. Dejection means a sad and a depressed state. Very sad and depressed state. When you are in low spirits, have you been in that state before? You feel like you are in low spirits. Sometimes, you see, you, you don't even know why. There are certain times, certain days that you feel like you are in low spirits. And you're wondering what has happened. You are wondering if anything has happened and nothing. It's all spiritual. But daily quiet time, it will elevate your spirit. It will elate your spirit. Having a daily quiet time. Amen. It says it drives away weariness and dejection and depression. Isaiah 55 verse 10. It says, For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. That is how the word of God becomes in your life. The word of God becomes something that waters you on a daily basis. Every day as you are reading the Bible, every day as you are, you see, it looks so ordinary. But the things of God, like I always share with you, they are so ordinary. If you will put your faith in it and say that having my daily quiet time drives away weariness, it will drive weariness from your life. You that every day you look moody and no one knows what is wrong with you at a job, suddenly they see that now you are always smiling. Now you are always smiling. It's because of your daily quiet time. Daily quiet time has that ability. It is that medicine. It drives away depression. Hallelujah. Instead of the medication that drives depression, you have your daily quiet time. Daily quiet time. Read the Bible daily. It drives away demons away from your life. Amen. The next one. Number 14. Daily quiet time produces power for the ordinary Christian. Daily quiet time produces power for the ordinary Christian. Amen. If you are having a daily quiet time, you become like a prophet. Having a daily quiet time. It is the word of God. I'm telling you. Just exposing yourself on a daily basis. You know, it's a, it's a lifestyle that requires discipline. Do you understand? It requires discipline. That is why not many Christians have power. Because it requires discipline. That is why you run to a prophet to prophesy. Because the prophet is spending time with the word of God. The prophet is exposing himself daily to the word of God. And anyone who exposes himself daily on a regular basis to the word of God, you are reading, you are hearing, you are seeing. On a regular basis, you become powerful. I'm telling you. You read a scripture and you open the scripture and it's something else. You lay hands on people and you pray for them and they'll be well. 
impossible situations, they will become possible. Just because you expose yourself to the word of God on a daily basis. I'm not saying somebody has prayed for you and anointed you with power to receive that. You exposing yourself on a daily basis to the word of God. That is what prophets do. That is what powerful, anointed people do because you are exposing yourself. And as you are exposing yourself, you are exposing yourself to God. Amen. Amen. It makes ordinary Christians become powerful. Romans 1 verse 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Amen. Amen. Daily quiet time. It brings the power of God to the ordinary Christian. Exposing yourself on a daily basis, regular basis to the word of God, brings certain power into your life. Amen. Amen. It says the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the word of God, is the power of God unto salvation. There is power in the word of God. There is healing in the word of God. Hallelujah. I said there is power in the word of God. And there is healing in the word of God. Hallelujah. So when you expose yourself on a daily basis to the word of God, you are exposing yourself to power. You are exposing yourself to healing. There is power in the word of God. You expose yourself to the word of God as you read your, your, you are doing your quiet time. You are exposing yourself to God himself. Amen. As you are doing your quiet time and you are exposing yourself to the word of God. Anytime you, are, you open the scriptures and you are reading, you are exposing yourself to the word of God. Whether you understand it or not. That is the amazing thing. Whether you understand it or not, just reading the word of God, exposing yourself to the word of God, you are exposing yourself to power. The word of God. So don't even let that challenge that, oh, I didn't understand the scripture, even hinder you from reading it. Just read it and take the scripture and meditate on it. Word by word. Just meditate on the scripture. Amen. Daily quiet time. says the word of God Exposing, say, the word is actually, God is actually his word. He says, he is the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So when you are exposing yourself to the word of God, you are exposing yourself to God. Unless, of course, you don't believe the scriptures. But this is John 1, 1. If you don't believe the scriptures. But if you believe the scriptures... Why would you not want to encounter God on a daily basis? Why? If you believe the scriptures, why would you not expose yourself to God before you step out? Amen. Amen. Why would you want to... The first thing you meet is a witch or a wizard. Why? Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Exposure. Exposure to the word of God. Constant exposure to the word of God. You see, that is why constant exposure to the word of God seems to change people. Seems to change people. You know, even you assess yourself, assess your own personal life and say that you are not the same person. Just by virtue of coming to church regularly and listening to the word of God, you are not the same person. You are not the same person. 
That is why certain things, you know, certain, you know, advice and things like that cannot change a person. You say, or you can give them all the reasons why alcohol is not good. And show them people who have died from alcohol. And you think that that will scare them. Do you understand? You will think that that will scare them. I mean, I have, have I not preached to you about sexually transmitted diseases? And how, um, I was giving you an example of someone who I, I personally encountered and I personally took care of and I, we made a diagnosis of HIV, you know, and I encouraged the person to come to church, you know, the person gave her life to Christ, became a born-again Christian and a very beautiful young lady and as she came to the church, young men were after her because some nice chick had shown up in the church. And young men after her, they don't know. Do you understand? They don't know. You see, and you can advise people like that and say, listen, someone can look very nice, but the person can have disease. Do you understand? Someone can look very handsome, but carry a lot of diseases. Someone can look very pretty, but carries a lot of diseases. And you can advise and give examples and show, but people will still not be afraid. People are still not afraid. They are just exposing themselves left to right. Just, but the word of God, the word of God has the ability to affect lives like that. You see, that is, that, that is the only thing that can change people. That is the only thing that can transform people. You can advise them and show them examples and you can even threaten that if you do this, I'll beat you. I'll whip you, catch you and stretch you and then whip your butt. They will still do it. It's the word of God. Because the word of God is, the, is God himself. As we are reading the scriptures, we are, we, are, we are sharing God. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It is what changes people. It is only a witch or a wizard that does not change when exposed to the word of God. Yeah. A witch and a wizard. Amen. But constant exposure to the word of God will transform any person. That is what makes a murderer becomes a preacher. Someone who is a murderer and he will stand and says, I have killed people before. I have heard um, a preacher. Um, he says, look, I have killed a person before. I have done this before. I have done this before. Bishop Oliver um, from South Africa, he was preaching to us those of you who were there, and he was talking about the awful things that he had done. And God transformed him. It's only the word of God that can make a person. Putting a person in prison cannot change a person. It can even make a person worse. Do you understand? Yeah, they'll come back and do the same thing. But the word of God, the word of God, it has the ability to transform lives, to transform people. That is why you have to expose yourself to the word of God. There is no addiction that is too strong for the word of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Whether it's drug addiction, whether it's alcohol addiction, whether it's sex addiction, whatever addiction, there's nothing that can stand the word of God. Amen. Transforms. Someone who is a womanizer, married man, sleeping with different women, married man, Exposure to the word of God.
brings him only to his wife. Exposure to the word of God. It will narrow his scope of practice. (laughs) The word of God narrows your scope of practice. Then by the time you realize, except you will not come. But if you expose yourself to the word of God, you will change. You will change. You will change. It narrows your practice. (laughs) Amen. Only the word of God. Hallelujah. Only the word of God. Amen. A woman, a married woman who sleeps with other men. You see, you see, these things, when you people hear it, it's as if it's something that is far-fetched. It's like, oh, it's, you see, that's how you feel. That a married woman, I mean, you sort of, you see, it's not right in any case, whether it's a married man or a married woman. But you see, when you hear a married woman sleeping with other men, you see, it's like some wild thing. It's like age. You see? But you see, the reason why you don't hear of this a lot is because you are in the church. And the word of God is there. Do you understand? But in the world, this is a very common thing. In the world, it's a very common thing. Do you understand? It's a daily activity. That after work, they, before they get home, they must have found. <laughs> Before they go home. Amen. But the word of God. Say the word of God. The word of God is able to change everything. Everything. It can change everything. The word of God. It's too powerful. I say it's too powerful. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands together for the Lord. The word of God is too powerful. Amen. That is why you don't have to leave your house without exposing yourself to the word of God. Don't go out without exposing yourself to the word of God. Hearing and seeing. Say hearing and seeing. seeing. That's our campaign. By the hearing and seeing campaign. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. There's nothing that can stand the word of God. There is nothing. You say you have this difficulty. You have this challenge. You expose yourself on a daily basis to the word of God. Expose yourself. It will change you. You will change. I said, you will change. You will change. You you know you have changed. If you look back, you look at the way you were before, you have changed. You are not completely there, but you know there's some change. 2 Timothy 2, 9. It says, for the word of God is not bound. There's nothing that can constrain the word of God. It's not bound. Amen. There's nothing that can stand the word of God. Amen. Jeremiah 23 and verse 29. He says, it's not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. There is nothing that is too strong for the word of God. There is no behavior, no character that is too strong for the word of God. Amen. Amen. It's powerful. The word of God is too powerful. And the last one, the last one, number 15, a daily quiet time can make you wiser than your enemies your teachers and the elders daily quiet time wow daily quiet time makes you wise it makes you wiser than your enemies it makes you wiser than your teachers it makes you wiser than the elders than the ancient daily quiet time just having a daily quiet time young woman you become very wise very wise you know 
there's so many of you here. Men cannot just wrap you and you are just following them. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Men cannot just wrap you or men cannot just buy you lunch and then you are just taking off your blouse and for they took you to City Island and so you are taking off your blouse and you are undressing. You see, that cannot, but you see, that happens in the world. You, you don't know what I'm talking about. Eh? I don't know if you have been in the world and you have seen the things that are in the world. Or you don't work at the same places like I... <laughs> Buying lunch. Buying lunch. Buying lunch will get you things that you cannot even imagine. You see, you, see, you, you have acquired certain wisdom. So you don't think some of these things, they are, they are possible. But there are some women who are willing to save their... $7 lunch money and $5 lunch money every day that, that, that they are willing to save that money and for that reason. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? These things are possible in the world. But you see, because you have been exposed to the word of God, you have been exposed to the word of God, you have become so wise. That is why they cannot buy lunch for you and let you follow them like chicken. You know, like they're giving you grains and like chicken and then you are following them. Because you have become wise by the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 98 to 100. It says, Thou, through thy commandments, hast made me wiser than mine enemies. For they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers. Amen. 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 You will be wiser than your teachers. Amen. Students, I say you will be wiser than your teachers because of the word of God. The teachers who have gone to school and degree after degree, they call them professors and they stand to teach you. You are wiser than them because of the word of God. He says, thou through thy commandments, thy through thy commandments, through thy word, has made me wiser than my enemies. Daily quiet time, exposing yourself to a daily quiet time will make you wiser than your enemies. There are people who don't like you at work, who are planning all kinds of things against you. Just your daily quiet time will make you wiser than them. You go to meetings, roundtable meetings with them, and they are saying all kinds of things. You know they don't like you. And they are saying all kinds of things because of your daily quiet time. You just say one word, and they are all quiet. You are victorious. Makes you wiser than your enemies. He says, I have more understanding than all my teachers. Not one of them, not two of them. Than all the people who stand before you to teach you. You have more understanding than them. For thy testimonies are my meditation. That is the reason. He said, because your testimonies, your testimonies are the same when we say testimonies, commandments, statues, they are the word of God. They are my meditation. This is what I meditate on. Before I came to school, I meditated on this. That is why I'm talking the way I'm talking. Before I came to work, I meditated on the word. That is why you are hearing these things from me. Sometimes they wonder, wow, how do you get ideas like that? How do you get ideas like that? You know, young person at work, you are talking and then they wonder. 
Sometimes very difficult situation and then you come in and then you say something and then everything is calm, everything is settled. And then they look at you, wow, how did it occur to you even to say that? Meditate on his commandments. Meditating on the statues. Thy testimonies are my meditation. That is why. It makes you wiser. Makes you wiser. The word of God makes you wiser. He says, I understand more than the Asian because I keep thy precepts. I keep thy precepts. Precepts. Testimonies. They are all the word of God. That means that you read the word and then you took it with you. And then you were just meditating on it. Keeping it in your heart. Because I keep thy precepts. That is why I'm so wise. That is why I, I am wiser than you. That is why I am this than. That is why you are wiser than your teachers. Wiser than the elders. Wiser than. He says, I understand more than the ancients. Do you understand? You see, by default, older people are supposed to be wiser. Do you understand? But a young person, a young person who is exposing himself or herself on a regular basis to the word of God can become wiser than an older person. The word of God. Says a daily quiet time will give you the right perspective of life. You will be delivered from delusions about what life has to offer. It will guide you and convert your soul. You will see life from a different perspective. A daily quiet time will make you wiser than the average person. Amen. You'll be wiser than the average person. You will never, if we take people your age group, do you understand? Or people like your classmates, you are wiser than them. Oh yes, you are wiser than them. You are wiser than them. I say Chinese food, free lunch and things like that will not get you to follow a man. You are too wise for that. You are too wise for that. Amen. Daily quiet time will make you too wise to be start sleeping with any woman that you see. It will make you too wise. A daily quiet time will make you stay away from even certain women. Stay away from them. Daily quiet time. You realize that this is a strange woman. Daily quiet time. But you see, when you are not a godly person, you are not... The the wisdom of the world is that you are handsome. Do you understand? Oh, you are macho. Oh, all the women like you. You have six packs. That is why. And then it makes you, the next thing is taking you more to the gym. Do you understand? You are not wise. You see, you are not wise. You are a foolish person. (laughs) Fool. You are a fool. Do you understand? You are a fool. I'm sorry to say that to you, but you you are a fool. But daily quiet time gives you a different perspective about life. It gives you a completely different perspective about life. When you are having a daily quiet time. You know, you, you realize that exposing yourself to the word of God on a regular basis, it changes your priorities in life. It changes your priorities in life. Amen. I remember there was a time in, you know, in life where on, on Saturday, I, I remember on Saturday I take my car either to like the car wash, you know, and have them polish my car. Or sometimes even there was a place at um, as, um, behind Bronze Community College. Do you remember that place? When you are looking for me, that is where you will find me. <laughs> they had um, a free hydrant that is now stopped flowing with water. 
You go there, you see people are parked there, wash their cars, take everything out, polish your car, and then you, can, you go and stand somewhere, and then you check the car out, you know, and you see that the car is shining, and you take the dust, and, and then you roll it, you are happy, you know, and then you come, and then you see another spot, and then you go back, and then you, you shine the wheels. <laughs> when you finish everything, then you shine the wheels, and then you, you see, then you are happy. Your priorities change. Change. Your priorities change. There was a time in life, man, you used to travel, you go, there's a mall somewhere, then you drive hours to the mall. You see, the word of God, it changes your life, it changes your perspective for this priority and all of these things. It changes it. It changes it. Having a daily quiet, it makes you wiser than the ancient. It makes you wiser than the elders. Amen. It makes you wiser than your classmates. You realize you don't place value on certain things anymore. Daily quiet time. See, the word of God makes you value what is truly valuable. Hallelujah. What is truly valuable. Amen. That is what your value becomes. When you expose yourself to the word of God. Certain things in life just begin to lose value to you. They lose value to you as you expose yourself to God. The word of God. Because you are exposing yourself to God. You see, in most marriages, the root cause for confusion, the root cause of divorce, the root cause of separation is money. It's money. But if you are in a marriage where you are both exposing yourself to the word of God, money does not become an issue in your marriage. It loses value in your relationship. If you have an issue, it will never be about money. That is not your problem. That will not be your problem. Do you understand? Because you see, one thing with money is that it always competes with God. Do you understand? It always competes with God. It competes with God in your time. It competes with God in your energy. It It competes with God all the time. So if you are exposing yourself and you are drawing God nearer and nearer, it pushes money away from competing with God. Do you understand? It's like you are weighing two things and then you are putting more weight on this. This weight is displaced. It can easily fall off you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So that is what daily quiet time does to you. It, it takes away these problems that are issues in people's marriages. They are not issues in your marriage at all. Because you expose yourself to the word of God all the time. It, it, you lose value. Not that money, you, 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 you just throw money out or something like that. But it's not something that you dwell on. It's not something that is an issue in your relationship. That your fight on a daily basis is money. No, no, no. It lose value like that. Daily quiet time. You begin to lay up treasures in heaven. And as you do lay treasures in heaven, you see that God is making provision. God is making provision in other areas also. Hallelujah. Supernatural provision. Heavenly provisions. Provisions that you, it it baffles your mind as you are laying treasures in heaven. Let us read one more scripture and then we will go. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. And verse 25. 
Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. It says, Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into bands. Yet your heavenly father feedeth them. You see, this is wisdom that you will not get in the world. It is not wisdom that your professor will teach you. This is a wisdom that you will have more than your professor. Your professor, for, not for once, will analyze the best of the air and look at them and look how beautiful they are and how their feathers are and how that they don't sow anything but they feed themselves every day, even in the winter. Do you understand? He says, Neither do they reap nor gather into bands. Gather into bands means store. Yet your heavenly father feeded them. And are you not much better than they? That's the word of God asking you. Are you not better than the birds? Does God not value you more than the best? Did not God create this and say that these things are all for you? Are you not more valuable than the best? The next verse, it says, which of you, by taking thought, is it verse 26? 26, did we read 26? Okay, it says, okay, verse 27. It says, which of you, taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature. Which of you? Which of you? Just taking thought. Worrying. Worrying. Worrying about what you will eat. Worrying about what you will drink. Worrying about... He says, you just think about it. You see, this type of wisdom is not taught in your classroom. This type of wisdom, you don't learn it in your classroom. He says, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit onto his stature. Just taking touch. You say, you know, you can, uh, your scientists and taking touch, have they been able to add stature to people? Have they been able to? And why take ye thought for raiment? What do you think about what you wear? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow. They toil not. Neither do they spin. The flowers. Have you not seen the lilies? How beautiful they are. They don't grow. They don't do anything. They don't spin. You know what they're spinning? They, they spin the, um, the thread to weave clothes. They don't do that. And yet, I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Even Solomon, the richest man that ever lived. He never arrayed like beautiful as the lilies of the field. He cannot compare his clothes as rich as they are. Nothing compared to those flowers. In fact, they look at the flowers to copy and design things. Isn't that so? They look at them and then design your clothes, your scarf. It is all from flowers, lilies. Your shirt. Look at the butterfly in your shirt. Stand up, bless you. 
Look at that with all the berry or whatever is in it. Copy. They are all copycats. They are copying. Copying from the copying from the scriptures. He said, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, there is today, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Shall he not much more clothe you? If your heavenly father is able to clothe all of these plants, all these flowers, making them all so beautiful, how much more you? Shall he not clothe you? So the next one, he says, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Take no thought for these things. Why? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. These are the things that unbelievers are looking for. Nice clothes, flowers, nice shoes, nice hair, nice this, nice house, nice cars. Nice. He says, for after all these things do the Gentiles. Gentiles are unbelievers. These are the things they look for. For your heavenly father, your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Don't think that God does not know that you have need of these things. Your heavenly father knows that you should dress like a flower. Your heavenly father knows that your house should be as beautiful and decorated. Your heavenly father knows that you also need a good car. Your heavenly father knows that you also have to dress nicely. It's not always jacket that is oversized. Your heavenly father knows that you also need jacket that fits you. Do you understand? Your heavenly father knows. It's not like, you see, this is, this is the mistake that people make. That as for, ah, you are a Christian, why, you know, why do you... Like you're a Christian, why you your heavenly father knows that you also need fitted pants, fancies. Huh? Yeah. He says that's what the unbelievers want. Your heavenly father knows that you also need it. Your heavenly father knows that you also need nice hairstyle. Your heavenly father knows that you have to go to the beauty parlor. You have to pay. Your heavenly father knows. It's not designed that the Christian hair should be, you know. No, 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 no. Your heavenly father knows. If the unbelievers are braiding their hair, your heavenly father knows that you also need braids. Your heavenly father knows that you need different types of wigs. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Your heavenly father knows that you need nice, nice dress, nice clothes, nice shoes. Your heavenly father knows that you also have need of these things. What things? The things that... I, I, I don't know if I'm reading the scriptures correctly. He says, for after all these things do the Gentiles, unbelievers, look for. These are what they look for. And then there's a column. And then it says, for your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Which things? The things that the unbelievers are looking for. You also have need of them. But he says, verse 33, he says, but you, you, when you wake up in the morning, as the unbelievers are running, chasing after these things. He says, when you wake up in the morning, you first, instead of getting out and going to chase after these things, for you, seek ye first, first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. 
and all these other things, all these other things, all these other things, they will be what? They will be what? They will be what? They will be what? They will be added. Added. That means that it must be something there to add to it. And what is there? Seeking first the kingdom of God. When you seek first the kingdom of God, these other things, he will add them. He will add them. You are not wasting your time. You are not wasting your time at all. You are not wasting your time at all. Is there another verse? Verse 34. It says, Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Leave the Lord to take care of the evils of tomorrow. Sufficient of the evil for the day. Just that. Allow the Lord to take care of tomorrow. And don't worry about this. Put your hands together for the Lord. Our time is up. Stand to your feet. And let us bring the service to a close. Oh, yes. Father, we are thankful and grateful. Yes. What the unbelievers are looking for, your Father in heaven knows that you also need them. Your Father in heaven knows that you have need also of these things. You have need of these things. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we are thankful. You are thankful. You will not know all these things until you do your quiet time. That God cares so much for you. That God cares so much about you. Oh, Father, we are thankful. We are thankful. In the name of Jesus, we give you honor and praise. We glorify your name. We glorify your name. We glorify your name. Oh, Jesus, as we serve you, 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 the Lord will make provision, provision, supernatural provision, supernatural provision. As we spend time on our quiet time, as we spend time, the quiet time of the day, we'll make provision for the day, supernatural provision for the day, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, whatever you cannot do for yourself, whatever is difficult, whatever you cannot do for yourself, having your daily quiet time, spending time with the Lord, He will command angels to take care of them for you. He will select angels after you to take care of the things that you cannot do for yourself. He will raise people to do them for you as you serve God, as you serve God, as you spend time. He says, you seek my kingdom. Seek first. Seek first. Don't run after what the unbelievers are looking for. Don't chase after them. But you seek first my kingdom and its righteousness. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As a student, as you are seeking first the kingdom, as you are doing your fight act, God will make provision for you. God will cause you to pass your exams. Supernatural ace. Supernatural grace. Grace that you do not deserve. Grace that you do not qualify for. God will make provision for you. Oh, Jesus. We are thankful. We are thankful. School that you are seeking for. God will open doors for you. As you seek His face. Degrees that you want. God will make way for you. Because you are seeking His face. We give glory to you, Lord. What a good God we serve. What a good God we serve. We shall not be ashamed. We shall not be ashamed. We shall not be ashamed. Rain, fire, fire, fire.
Father, we are thankful and grateful. We thank you, Lord. Father, that amongst our friends, amongst our co-workers, amongst our colleagues, amongst our classmates, amongst our siblings, Lord, you have selected us and you have placed in our hearts a desire to serve you. Oh, what a privilege and what an honor. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for this privilege. We thank you for this honor. Father David said, I've been young and I've been old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed begging bread. Lord, we know that we will never be ashamed for serving you. We will never be put down for, shame for serving you. We will never be let down for serving you. You say you are not unrighteous to forget our labor of love. Lord, we thank you for this honor and this privilege in the name of Jesus. As we serve you, Lord, we know that many, many doors are being opening unto our lives. Students who will have supernatural grace, supernatural ace, even as we spend time in your house, as our other colleagues are studying, Lord, we are spending time in your house. And we know, Lord, that you are opening doors unto us. You are opening doors unto us as workers in the name of Jesus. You are raising angels to help us in the areas where we cannot work for ourselves. We thank you, Lord, for the divine help that you bring us. Just because we spend time with you, we thank you, Lord, for the power that comes in us because of your word. We ask, oh Lord, help us, oh Lord. Help us, Lord, that we will have a hunger and a thirst for your word. A desire to hear you every day in our lives we give you praise and honor we thank you lord for your word in jesus name amen you are here tonight you are not born again you want to give your life to christ with all eyes closed every head bow if that is your prayer wherever you are just lift up your hand and i'll pray with you you want to give your life to jesus if you are listening to us on podcast, you want to give your life to Jesus, have a prepared heart and a mind and join us as we say this prayer. Why don't you all join me as we say this? Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, am a I am a sinner. I live in a world of sin. World of sin. Tonight, Tonight, I come to you with a heart of repentance Lord Jesus please forgive me of my sins tonight I welcome you into my life Lord Jesus be my Lord be my master be my savior please write my name in the book of life thank you Jesus for saving me in Jesus name Amen clap your hands for Jesus if you said this prayer from your heart and you mean it the Lord has saved you and if you are listening to us it is a great day of your life you are born again and the Lord is in your life hallelujah amen clap your hands as you take your seats if you are We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. 
For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.